0: You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Here are your hosts, Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin.
1: Welcome to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry, here with my co-host Jeff Griffin, enjoying the things that the Santa Ynez Valley has to offer this week, doing the 10th anniversary of the Sideways movie.
0: We are going sideways into Santa Ynez Valley, celebrating the 10th anniversary of a movie that was a Golden Globe winner and a nominee for Best Picture for the Oscars. If you haven't seen it in a while, you need to rent. we rented it and brought it up here with us and watched it while we were up here. Number one, just in and of itself. It's a great movie. A lot of fun to see. I hadn't seen it in a few years. It's even more fun to see when you come visit this place.
1: That's right. Best Picture, Best Director. What's so fun about this film is just that it's all sort of real live stuff. It's not just these made-up sets. It's not made-up restaurants. It's all these really great places that are here in the Santa Ynez Valley, kind of these central places solving, and then there's you know all these cities around it, which we're going to talk to you all about. There's some great places, maps that you can do to go to the winery, The restaurants All there is to do about Sideways And it is the 10th anniversary of the movie And everyone's sort of celebrating that in a way There's all sorts of special events And activities going on this year And so we wanted to come up And do the Trail of Sideways
0: The great thing about this is it's not like a movie about war or something horrible that happened. It's about two guys who go on a wine tasting trip on the Central California coast and have a a lot of wine and have a great time. And it's a hilarious film. And it's also got an interesting message as well. A lot of food. Yes. There's even a map you can get of this area that shows all the different scenes inside ways. And it refers you to different places. And then it even tells you like what happened in that scene. Like here's where Jack and Miles did this. Here's where Jack met Maya. All that kind of stuff.
1: This is where they ate. This is where they drank. Speaking of which, I don't totally advocate doing our show while drinking. However, when in Rome, or shall I say, when in Santa Ynez, we are here right now drinking a beautiful bottle of Firestone.
0: Firestone Riesling.
1: That's right, Firestone Riesling. I have to say this is one of, unfortunately, or fortunately, many bottles we've had over the last few days.
0: We've got four great interviews here on this show to tell you about this wonderful place here and how it ties into this great movie. We're going to start off with Tracy Farhad. She's with Solvang and Santa Ynez Valley. We're going to start with Tracy Farhad. She's with Solvang and Santa Ynez Valley. Then we're going to move on to Morgan McLaughlin. She's with Santa Barbara County. County Vintners, going to tell us about the wineries in the area. Our second interview will be with Laura Caff, who will speak to the wineries here in this beautiful valley. Our third interview is with Matthew Negretti. He's with Los Olivos Wine Merchants and Cafe.
1: Mm, We just got finished eating there.
0: Wonderful place.
1: Delicious.
0: We're also going to speak with Jeff Paskey. He's with Solvang Restaurant, which is a place where you can find some great and we'll tell you more about that.
1: We are here at the King Frederick Inn, enjoying our beautiful time. We are in a beautiful central place here in Solvang, kind of the middle of where you can get to all of these places and sideways, all the little towns kind of out and around, including Solvang itself. Before we get into the show, we are going to do Hot Topics and Travel right after this. Make sure that you check us out on our website, TravelBrigade.com. Also follow us on Twitter, at Travel Brigade. We'll be right back.
2: What's not? What's trending? Next up this week's picks for travel news and hot topics in travel.
1: Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. We are here in Solvang, and more specifically, the Santa Inez Valley, doing the 10th anniversary of Sideways, following the Sideways Trail with all the vineyards, the restaurants, the locations, having a really great time. It is the 10th anniversary, like I said, of the Sideways movie. Everyone's here celebrating. There's so many fun things to do. We're going to talk about that all on today's show. I am here with Jeff Griffin, and we are going to do hot topics in travel. Jeff, what do you have?
0: I found a really interesting article on Huffington Post by a woman named Jenna Yang, and it's called 10 Ways Travel Changed My Life Forever.
1: How did travel change your life rather Jeffrey?
0: Well, some of the things she came up with are things we've talked about on here, that, you know, preferring experiences over things.
1: We don't have things. a lot of experiences.
0: Learning that you're much stronger than you think when you travel, maybe, or mm. you can deal with situations much better than you think.
1: Well, you're put in situations you have no idea until you're there. <laughs>
0: You're more self-reliant than you think. So she came up with a few that we've talked about, but also a few unique ones that I found really interesting. I'm going to focus on one. Yeah. One of them was, I started appreciating the small things. I kind of thought about this, and the way she puts it is, she talks about the magnificent sunset, the Icelandic air, the buffalo mozzarella cheese, mm. just little things And I think when you are traveling, you do appreciate the little things more because you have time to sort of savor them. That's true. You're not worried about putting the kids to bed or about getting getting to work or things like that. And when you're traveling, you just kind of have time to just really stop Mm -hmm. and think about the things that really bring you pleasure in life. That's true. So that's on Huffington Post if you want to look that up.
1: We'll put a link to that in our hot sheet for today's show as well.
0: Also there, you will find the map to Sideways in the Santa Ynez Valley, and it's something you got to check out. And you've got to check out the movie. Remember, there's Paul Giamatti in the lead role and Sandra Oh is one of the female leads from uh, Grey's Anatomy. Two performances that I remember they were great, but when I watched again, I forgot just how great they were. Thomas Hayden Church just is hilarious as Jack. (laughs) Sort of the, everyone
1: has that the, friend, don't they? Yeah, everyone
0: yeah. has this friend, Jack, who he's an actor, and he just sort of wings every situation and never learns, doesn't...
1: The Peter Pan of, yeah, of your and, friends,
0: yeah. And uh, is always you know just sort of grabbing life by the horns. But the funny thing is, is he's the one who gets miles out of his funk. Yeah, I was going to say it's... Not to do a spoiler alert.
1: Right, but I mean, I think that's the thing. It's like everybody has a friend like that, somebody who's exciting, but yet you're always cleaning up their messes. <laughs>
0: The other great mm-hmm. performance is Virginia Madsen as Maya. Yeah. Uh, very, very, very complex character. And she gives this great speech in the middle that's sort of the heart of the movie about what is so great about wine. So there's a lot to talk about here. Coming up next, we're going to talk with Tracy Farhad. She's with Solvang and in San Inez Valley. She's going to give us an overview of this valley and the different towns here, the different restaurants, the wineries, the different things there are to do here. And
1: the connection to Sideways.
0: Yes. We'll have all that coming right up. Stay tuned. You're listening to Travel Brigade. Follow us on Twitter at Travel Brigade.
2: More coming up next. We'll be right back. Not sure where to go, what to do, and where to sleep? Up next, hot hotels, unique activities, and top attractions in our destination city. Check it out.
1: Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry. Here's my co-host, Jeff Griffin. We are in solving sort of the mecca in and around this area where the Sideways movie was filmed. We've been going to all the sites, going to the restaurants, going to some of the hotels where they were at, going to the wineries.
0: Yeah, here to tell us. All about this amazing valley and area is Tracy Farhad. She's with SolvangUSA.com. And Tracy, first tell us some of your memories back 10 years ago of when this was filmed here and the premiere and everything like that.
3: Well, thanks for having me today. Um, This has been very exciting for Sideways, the 10th anniversary. I was actually involved with the premiere 10 years ago. I was working for the Santa Barbara Visitors Bureau at the time, and so we were very excited and very anxious, I must tell you, because we had no idea what the film was about what it was you know what they film and what it ends up being and we had we were sitting in the very back row waiting for the premiere to happen and hoping hoping it was really good. And the first couple anxious moments of is this going to be a very dark you know show and it's just going to depress people and not want to make them come and instead here's this comedy that everyone was just in guffaws from the back. so we were ecstatic and from that second on people started coming to the San Inez Valley to experience the same locations that they were in.
0: Yeah, tell us a little bit about uh, when people come here. What do they want to see? What are some of the popular places they want to go visit from the movie?
3: What's exciting about this film? It's it's really film tourism in its best light. Uh, the film isn't trying to be somewhere else. It's literally showing you what you can see just three miles down the road, and so it really shined the light on the whole valley. And people love to come and do the route and see exactly the alleyway in Los Olivos where Miles said he didn't want to drink any blankety blank Merlot. They also like to come and do. um, uh, themed bachelorette parties, which they did for quite some time. That has pluses and minuses. They love to come down solving and see the same street and come to the same restaurant where they had breakfast So there's been a lot of excitement because of that route. You get to see all the different communities that make up the Seineas Valley. We have Solvang, with its Danish roots, right in the hub of it all. We also have Buellton, which is just three miles down the road. That has the ostrich farm, where people went, where he went through the ostrich land. They also, of course, are the gateway to the whole Santa Rita wine region. And then, of course, you go to Los Olivos, which is a wonderful little uh, Victorian community with a lot of great art galleries and over 52 tasting rooms. And then you even got the little Uh, township of Santillanez which has a lot of great nightlife and restaurants and it's only about a block long and includes even Los Alamos right up the street which is another little old Western um, place with the old Union Hotel so you get to see all the communities here in a very short distance because we're not more than five miles from each other at any given time so it's a good place to come back uh, reconnect and watch a bit of the film and then go back out and see more of the route. Tell
1: us a little bit about the effects of the movie. I mean, Solvang has been around for a long time. I actually was born and raised in Southern California down in Orange County. I remember Solvang was like the quaint little town you used to come up for. You know, Tell us a little bit about the effects of the movie and how that's kind of changed the area.
3: You know, there are always good and bad effects one way or the other, but this area has always been um, small, rural, and what the the movie did was actually bring more people here kind of in groups, but they wanted to have that same kind of buddy, you know, experience that you can get in the film. So groups started to come and families here. But the big difference we saw economically, for instance, uh, restaurants and wine industry went up 30%. Businesses had to actually open side rooms so that they could fill, um, have space to accommodate the groups and the people that were coming. And that happened for years after the film started. Being part of the tourism industry here, I've also seen folks continue to ask for where did they eat, where did they go, can we download a map? I'd like to reconnect. In fact, just two months ago, I met with uh, a lady out of Vegas and when she heard it was the 10th anniversary, she said, oh, I'm gonna bring my whole um, bachelorette party here and we're going to have a sideways-themed bachelorette. So 10 years later, it's been going strong. And the businesses have been very happy about that. We've been able to just stay small and rural and give you that feeling that you want to have when you get out of the city, but it also helps us grow up a little bit. For instance, uh, Solvang used to have only eight wine tasting rooms when I started. Um, here 10 years ago. and now has 18 just downtown. So there's been a draw to the area for its nightlife, for its music, for its entertainment, just to see the stars at night. So it definitely put us on the map.
1: You mentioned the tasting rooms. One of the things that I find really great about this area is just the accessibility. We've been to other areas where there's wine tasting. You seem to have to kind of like the whole day to go out to a few wineries. And this is so great because you've got these cities, and of course Solvang is kind of the mecca, but you really can go out, do three wineries, and than, you know, I mean, not that you want to rush through a winery, because that's the one thing that's really fun as well, but I mean, you can get to several wineries just, with, just within a minute's time, so it's really accessible, and we really, really like that part about being here. The 10th anniversary is coming up, there's some events, there's going to be a new sort of re-release of the movie, a new premiere, tell us about all of the happenings with the 10th anniversary, and just some things people can look forward to doing, or seeing, or associating. With the movie
3: I'm glad you asked Actually we've got Some fun things Coming up for the 10th anniversary Fox Searchlight Studios Is re-releasing A Blu-ray DVD Of Sideways And they're going to do A talent filmed Premiere Or I don't know How you do a premiere After you've seen it 10 years later But that will be At the Arlington Theater In Santa Barbara On September 28th So you can see Sideways10.com For all that information We're also putting on A, you're going to love this A Merlot taste off Sideways and Solvang Believe it or not Merlot is It's a really wonderful varietal and is produced quite nicely around here. And the winemakers jumped at the opportunity to show off their Merlot, which was much maligned in the movie. So come and try that on September 13th here in Solving Festival Theater. Tickets are available at SolvingUSA.com. And then, of course, every year, you're going to love this, but every year, Collider Winery highly featured in the movie. They do an outdoor movie showing of the movie. So come dressed up, come stand up, and say your favorite line in the movie as it gets shown at Calara. And that is on October 10th. So those are just a few of the events coming up very soon.
1: Great. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. We will have information on the hot sheet for today's show where you can get information about the Solvang area, about the Sideways tour, and download the map. And you can check that out at TravelBrigade.com. You can also follow us at Travel Brigade on Twitter. More on this week's show on the Sideways' 10th anniversary coming up.
0: We'll be right back.
2: You're listening to Travel Brigade with Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. You can follow them on Twitter, like them on Facebook, and check out their website at TravelBrigade.com.
1: Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry. Here with Jeff Griffin, we are doing the Sideways Tour. It's the 10th anniversary of the movie, and we are enjoying all the food, the wineries, and all the locations that are connected with Sideways, the movie. There's so much going on this year. It's the 10th anniversary year, and we were just talking about all the amazing wineries. Of course, we hit quite a few while we were here.
0: And I'm just going to say, much like Jack told Miles, don't go over to the dark side.
1: (laughs) Jeff's forbid me from ordering Merlot, which isn't really a problem because I'm not a Merlot fan, but it is quite funny. We've been discussing Merlot with people here, and they've been very adamant on the fact that that was the decline of the Merlot here (laughs) is when the movie got out. It was just really funny, and we did go to some great wineries, all of them that were featured in the movie. One of them was Firestone, which actually is one of the original estate wineries here in the Valley.
0: Yeah, that's a scene where they're listening to a lecture on wine and then they decide to kind of cut out and they go into the barrel room and are uh, enjoying themselves in the barrel room. Found some great wines there and it's a beautiful location if you want to purchase a bottle and go sit outside and drink.
1: That's true. Did you hear the little cling? That was my wine glass. I'm actually having a glass of Firestone as we That was actually, yeah, a really beautiful location. The wines are just absolutely delicious, and it's in just a really nice part of town, just maybe, what, about 10 minutes? Out there to Firestone. When you're at Firestone it's not more than maybe a five-minute drive to Fest Parker.
0: Now, in the movie that was Frost Canyon.
1: That's true, they didn't use the <laughs> real name.
0: And as you'll remember that was this big corporate place where they were pumping wine in with like these big huge almost like fire hoses and everything and, and it's this big corporate place. And, and they were
1: dropping people off like yeah. on tour buses and stuff so <laughs> and it was really kind of like a mockery of, well,
0: of a big winery. And that's the scene where Miles gets upset and drinks the (laughs)
1: which I think is hysterical because I think the thing is just pour me a glass and the guy at the counter is like this is a wine tasting not a bar and I thought it was really funny because all the vintners here have wine tastings, but you can also buy bottles. And so although they don't pour a glass per se, yes, you can buy a bottle and they'll give you glasses and you can enjoy it. A lot of them have beautiful grounds. Like F.S. Parker, there's just beautiful grounds there.
0: In the movie, they made it look like this big corporate place, but it's actually this nice place where there's yeah beautiful grounds and great wines. Uh, we ended up getting some wines there, some Riesling's. Fest Parker played Daniel Boone on TV. That alone makes him an American hero, an American icon and you should buy his wine.
1: Well, I will tell you when the spit bucket was there when we were there at Fest Parker I did I think Jeff just for wanting to try it wanted to like pick up the spit bucket and give it a shot. Just to see. Just to see what it would taste like.
0: We also hit Kalyra, which is a small winery. That's where Jack first meets Stephanie when she's pouring the wine. Another place you might want to check out is Alma Rosa Winery. And that's where Miles is teaching Jack about wine tasting. And he's sitting there drinking this and he's finding all these things in it. Strawberries and the famous sucon of asparagus and just a Letter of a nutty Edam cheese.
1: Who knows wine like that? That's what I want. to so, I mean, I can smell the big things like the cheese, the wood, the butter taste in the chardonnay, but that's an expert for you.
0: Coming up, we've got an interview with Laura Kath. She's going to tell us about many different wineries here in the San Ynez Valley, not just the ones we talked about that were mentioned in the movie, but several others as well. This is a great place to find wine.
1: We'll have all that information on our hot sheet for today's show at TravelBrigade.com. Make sure that you check us out there and also on Twitter at Travel Brigade. We will have more for this week's show on Sideways and the 10th anniversary coming up next.
2: You're listening to Travel Brigade with Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. You can follow them on Twitter, like them on Facebook, and check out their website at TravelBrigade.com.
1: Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with Jeff Griffin, and we've been doing our whole show here in the Santa Barbara area, in the Santa Ynez Valley area, all about the movie Sideways because it's the 10th anniversary, and we've been eating and drinking our way through the Santa Ynez Valley.
0: Now, when Jack and Miles went up to Santa Ynez Valley, they went there for obviously the great beautiful views, the rolling hills, they went there for awesome food, went there for friendly people, but most of all, they went there for wine tasting.
1: I have to say, we've done some wine tasting, and it's really good. I, I've i actually fallen in love with my first bottle of wine.
0: We've got Morgan McLaughlin. She is with the Santa Barbara Vintners. Morgan, tell us a little bit, what effect did the movie have on the winemaking business in the area?
4: As your listeners may remember from the movie, it showcased the San Inez Valley in a relatively positive light. You know, Miles and Jack are, are coming up from uh, Southern California and, and doing, a, I don't know what they call it these days, like a bro weekend, <laughs> um, some bro bonding. I mean, the scenery in the movie is, is absolutely beautiful. And, you know, Jack and Miles are tasting and drinking and having a fun time. And, you know, 10 years ago, Santa Barbara had been, you know, making wine successfully and still under the radar. And and the movie generated a lot of attention and a lot of overnight accolades. really just kind of opened the floodgate to wine country travel in the area. So it had a very uh, sizable impact.
1: You know, we've been around to different wineries and to restaurants and to hotels, and they all really just like pinpoint this movie as the place that put you know, literally fill the deal and put the pin on the map and, you know, how people want to come up and sort of relive the experiences. That's what we've been doing. We've been going to some of the wineries in the movie. Tell us a little bit about some of the notable wineries that are predominantly displayed in the movie and, and just a little bit about them. You know, I think the winery that probably was the most uh, successful in terms
4: of the impact was that is actually a restaurant who also now makes wine and that's the Hitching Post. Well, I have bars. to say that was uh
1: that's my fa- <laughs> I I fell in love with the Hitching Post 2011 highliner and mm-hmm. <laughs> a Pinot. I I'm already going, why didn't I order another case to go home? <laughs> Yeah. So, um, I mean, the
4: Hitching Post is kind of a central location within, within the movie. Um, you know, it's the bar scene. It's where they have dinner. And it, you know, it shows up over and over um, as a focus point. And it's a great steakhouse. And it's been around, family owned for a long time. And after the movie, they're, they, uh, I think we're making wine before, but really they started to amp up production because there was just so much demand for, for you know, the Hitching Post wines. And, you know, we travel extensively, not only in the U.S., but abroad um, into Asia. And, you know, we'll talk about Hitching Post and Sideways. And, you know, I I would say that brand probably uh, by far had the most, most attention.
0: How many wineries are there in the Santa Ynez Valley, Santa Barbara County area today? And is there any particular type of wine that they really are known for?
4: So Santa Barbara County um, is, a, is a broad, large region that goes from the north of Santa Maria Valley down into the city of Santa Barbara. And the Santa Inez Valley is one area within the county, and it is the largest area within the county for wine. And it, it actually is divided up into three sub areas. So Santa Inez Valley has the Santa Rita Hills to the west, which are now wineries are known for Chardonnay and Pinot Noir. It's cool climate. It's close to the Pacific Ocean. Then you move east in the middle of San Inez Valley, and as you both uh, have experienced touring around, it becomes warmer. Uh, so you have Ballard Canyon that is becoming known for Syrah and other Rhone varieties. And then you continue eastward, and you're moving into Happy Canyon outside of the the town of San Inez. and it's even warmer because you know you're further away from the ocean. And there you see more Bordeaux-style wines, Cabernet, Sauvignon, Cabernet Franc, Merlot, um, and we can talk about Merlot briefly here, and Sauvignon Blanc. (laughs) Do we talk about Merlot? If anybody (laughs) orders Merlot, I'm leaving. (laughs) Generally speaking, sideways definitely put Santa Barbara and San Inez Valley on the map. But it also showcased a trend, an underlying trend that was already kind of happening, and that was a transition to uh, more elegant style red wines and you know, Pinot Noir is really the queen of uh, you know, softer, more supple wines, less tannin, more about place and soil. And so that was kind of already happening in the US, but the movie certainly jump started that conversation and I'm unfortunately a a lot of times within the wine industry you move from one extreme to another and you know consumers consumers have a preference and then it shifts out into something else and you know all of a sudden now uh, people were like I'm not drinking any effing Merlot you know as as a literal quote from the movie. Right,
1: right. No we thought it was hysterical and that was always like brought up to us and as a matter of fact, they were talking about the Merlot Off that they're planning on having mm-hmm. to celebrate. Tell us, you know, in particular, do you have sort of being annual events or festivals that are connected with uh, the Vintners Association and, and what some of those are throughout the year? Um, you know, we people might be traveling different parts of the year. and Just, you know, anything that you have that people might be wanting to attend? Yeah, we
4: do the association, we do two big annual events a year. We do um, the Santa Barbara Vintners Spring Weekend and Vintners Festival that happens uh, in April Uh, in Buellton right across the street from, you know, the Days Inn and Anderson Pea Soup and just down the road from Hitching Post. So it's, you know, Buellton was pretty, um, you know, played played an important part of the movie. And then uh, in the fall, uh, over Columbus Day weekend, we host our big harvest uh, celebration of Harvest Week. And this year we're, we're, we've moved the festival to Solvang, th- though we're not quite sure where the festival will be next year. And wineries host open houses and events year-round. We're not
1: impacted by snow, uh, so, <laughs> so we're, uh, we're open year-round. Can you tell people where they can contact either the Vintners Association or a place where they can find out about the wineries there in the valley?
4: Yes, we have uh, a comprehensive website. It's SB for Santa Barbara, sbcountywines.com, and we have maps suggested touring route and you know if your listeners are interested in, in learning more about the sideways uh, anniversary they can go on social media hashtag sideways 10. 10, and starting next week, we're going to be doing a kind of a fun social media program where people can win daily prizes.
1: Well, thank you yeah. so much for spending time with us. And again, you can have that information either there or you can check out our hot sheet for today's show at TravelBrigade.com. Make sure you do that and you can check on the hot sheet as well as following us on Twitter at travelbrigade. We will be right back. <laughs>
2: You're listening to Travel Brigade with Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. You can follow them on Twitter, like them on Facebook, and check out their website at TravelBrigade.com.
1: Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host Jeff Griffin. We are here celebrating the 10th anniversary of the sideways movies. We're here in the Santa Ynez Valley, which is located here right near Santa Barbara in the town center of Solvang. There's several cities that are around here, or are little towns that are around here. The food here is absolutely amazing. We have been eating here for two days, having locally sourced, you know, food. It's just been so great. We went to highlighting some of the the restaurants that are in the movie, starting with AJ Spurs.
0: I don't know if you remember, this is where Jack meets (laughs) Cammie, and later has a run-in. Hooks up with (laughs) Cammie? Later has a run-in with her husband,
1: We won't explain <laughs> what he walked into. That's a whole other story. This place is so hysterical; it really does look exactly like it is in the film. That the whole place is sort of filled with taxidermy, and there's polar bears and buffalo, and but I mean, just the sort of like welcoming, friendly waitresses, and the food is really funny. They call it family style.
0: They bring you out. A little pot of vegetable soup
1: yes it's kind of like in a dutch oven
0: a pot of beans a
1: pot of black beans
0: and then a little thing of salsa then they tell you mix it all together now here's the thing if somebody comes up to you on the street and says hey try this don't do that but if you're in a restaurant and they say hey this is our specialty this is what we're known for try this go ahead
1: I was gonna say I tend not to I'm not one that likes to mix my food very much. I like my meat and my potatoes and my vegetables all separate. But I was like, okay, when in Rome, I'll try it. And so I did it and it was really good. But the funny thing is there's certainly not a lack of food at this place. And I know that there's a couple of of locations. This is the one that's in Bulton. And it's right next to the hotel where Miles and Jack stay. You go through the meal, you know, there's like sides of rice and potatoes and all the stuff. And then you order your side dish, which is anything from steak, seafood, whatever. But then the topper, the topper. At the end of the meal, what is it?
0: You have your choice between a root beer float or an after dinner liqueur.
1: Come on, people. Who would take a root beer floor when you can have a shot at the end of the night?
0: Try a combination of an Irish cream, a Kahlua, and a amaretto. I amaretto.
1: You knew we were laughing, thinking, you know, there's big families there that are eating, and the parent who needs a little something, something might just order one root beer float for the five of them and then, you know, four shots. That's what we decided. <laughs> what we would do if we had the mini me's. But that was kind of a fun be- inv- Environment.
0: Oh, and, and great food, by the way. I had a great steak and the mixing, you got to try it. You wouldn't ever think that it would work, but you mix the vegetable soup with the black beans with the salsa and it is great.
1: Kind of just more of a funny, unique experience to have here. We moved on to some really amazing places. Right next door is the Hitching Post 2 that's predominantly displayed in the movie. They've got amazing pinos.
0: Yeah, that's where Maya worked and where they first meet Maya. And we sat at that same bar and ordered some pinot, and it was great. And it's actually pinot made by them.
1: Yeah, it looked like they had, what, about eight different pinots that they make there. And they are known for their steaks and their fries, which is really interesting. They get written up in time, you know, the L.A. Times and food and wine magazines. And they also, the kind of secret is to come and get a burger. They only serve them at the bar and Monday through Wednesday. And then a couple other things they're noted for is the artichoke appetizer and the roasted garlic appetizer. But their pinots at the Hitching Post were, were really good. We got the Hitching Post Highliner, the 2011. It was amazing. Smoothest pinot i would had. Really, really delicious. So that's definitely a must do on your list of
0: places to eat. Besides the places highlighted in the movies, there are a lot of restaurants throughout the valley. There's places in Buellton. There's places up in Los Olivos. And there's also right here in Solvang, you know, it's it's a little Denmark right here in Southern California. And there are a lot of really good bakeries here. Now, when you want to go get a really good breakfast pastry, do you go in and order an Irish? Do you go in and order a Norwegian? Do you go in and order a Russian? No, what do you order?
1: (laughs) A Danish.
0: Yeah And so There's a lot of great places Right here in Solvang With a lot of really good stuff One thing I really love About being here too With a lot of the restaurants Is When it comes to wine Much like football I'm a bigger fan Than an expert And I love it When you can go to a restaurant And you can have somebody say Hey This pairs really well With what you're ordering And then you have it And it just makes the meal That much better
1: Jeff really just likes Being told what to do
0: What are we doing next
1: Exactly We actually go to menus And half the time I have to say No you have to order this Most of the time it's because I want to bite.
0: You have to order this, but don't get this on it and make sure they serve this on the side. That's and right. There are so many good options when it comes to food up here. We've actually got two interviews coming up. That's true. First of all, we're going to talk with Matthew Negretti. He is with Los Olivos Wine Merchants and Cafe. You know, one thing I loved about there is, is when you go to some of these places and you try things that you never could have imagined before. Like tonight we had a thing where they paired beets with beretta mozzarella and with a lemon sauce and with mustard and you put it all together and it's like
1: who comes up with this
0: it's so good, and they had a and you never would have thought of it before
1: exactly. And they had a beautiful baked brie, which had a port sauce, which out of this world. I got the ravioli, handmade ravioli that was with a mushroom sauce. Jeff got the short rib. We had a, a couple of wine flights, and that's always fun, tasting different wines while we're there. But I mean, the food from top to bottom was just absolutely amazing.
0: We're gonna hear more about it in our upcoming interview, and then after that, we're gonna go straight into an interview with Jeff Paskey. He is with Solvang Restaurant. That is the place where you have to go to try Abel's and he'll tell us more about that.
1: That's right. We had a great breakfast there at the Solvang Restaurant, also predominantly in the movie. So, of course, we've been doing all these things, going to different restaurants that are in the movie, wineries, hotels. It's just been a really, really great fun time. We hope that you can come out and do it. We want you to get this information on the hot sheet for today's show. It'll have the map and the location information that you can get, all about the sideways tour, all about information about the wineries, the restaurants, all on our website at Travel Brigade Make sure that you check it out there as well as following us on Twitter at Travel Brigade. We have more on today's show on the 10th anniversary of Sideways coming up next.
2: You're going to get a little hungry when you're traveling the globe. Whether it be fine dining, a regional specialty, or a small local street cart, you gotta eat. Next up, you gotta eat. Mmm, good. Welcome back to
1: Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry, here with my co-host Jeff Griffin. We are in the beautiful Santa Inez Valley, enjoying following the trail of this wonderful movie that we're here, Sideways. We've been drinking wine, eating food, and now we're at another stop.
0: One of the great scenes in the movie Sideways is when Miles and Jack come to Los Olivos Wine Merchant and Cafe. Outside in the front, before they go in, they're meeting two women. Miles does a diatribe where he talks about if somebody orders Merlot, he's leaving. And then they have this amazing meal and you get to see all these close-ups as they present the bottles of wine and the food. they just yes, look the amazing. Yes, the food looks,
1: yes. And we're and going to be we'll, eating we'll, food. Yeah, we'll,
0: we'll talk about that. <laughs> so if you mind mm. us
1: why we're eating mm. and interviewing at the same time, it's because it's too delicious not to. And
0: then later on, Miles drunk-dials his ex-wife.
1: Now, if things go well, <laughs> Jeff might be drunk-dialing by the end of the night. We've already started on our first flight here. (laughs) I'm
0: I'm going to turn my phone over to you, and I'm not going to order any Merlot. No. Well, Well, we'll see. Maybe we'll see. We have Matthew Negretti here with us. Matthew, talk about, do people come in here and order Merlot anymore? And what has been the result of having this movie shot here and the popularity of this restaurant?
5: Well, we call that movie the sort of downfall of Merlot in this area. Uh, as much as I'd like to say that you know Merlot you know gets recognition for being a quality wine and and earns uh, the popularity it deserves, unfortunately that movie I think took a big chunk out of uh, whether uh, people felt confident in uh, ordering it anymore. I think uh, it's really easy to get sucked into uh, what's popular and what's not, and that was an awesome movie and uh, it really steered people uh, away from uh, that varietal. Um, we do carry Merlot. Uh, However, it is probably the least popular one that we... uh can have on hand now. Sideways, uh, as a movie, had a real positive impact for this area. I mean, not only did it breathe much more life into, you know, the amount of visitors and uh, tasting rooms and wineries and new winemakers and, you know, in that sense, but it also uh, brought a lot of uh, interest in the rest of what the San as Valley has to offer. And, and it's, as we've discussed before, it's quite diverse in, uh, between all of the cities. So uh, over the years, when Sideways first came out, of course, uh, it didn't get ultimately Popular until you get a close uh, to the a release on DVD, and then once it hit DVD, it just exploded. Uh, this restaurant—it was, I mean, for a long time, it was five deep at the bar, and and uh, and just chaos. And uh, it came in in a big wave, and and we have still a lot of interest uh, in uh, that movie, and people visiting to see you know where it was filmed, uh, even you know this far uh, past the date of the release.
0: Now, movies are famous for using special effects presenting things as they aren't really, you know, in reality. But in this case... We're looking
1: at two things right here. (laughs) In this
0: case, those beautiful shots in the movie that they show you of the food and the great wines that they keep bringing out, it's all real.
1: Yeah, I mean, regularly written up for many things that they have here. But tell us a little bit about the menu items that you have here. I noticed that you changed the menu based on, you know, the seasons, as well as the sideway tasting menu you have.
5: Uh, absolutely. Uh, you know, there are some staple items that, you know, our regulars and uh, local and non-local guests uh, won't allow us to change, but uh, as much of it that we can change, we do, and we try and keep it as local, uh, seasonal, and uh, as organic as we can get. And sustainability has also uh, come to play a big part in our menu and what we're uh, wanting to offer and, and bring to the table. I think our uh, our guests value the fact that, you know, we want to stand behind our food and, and not just uh, reputation want to earn that each day and through each guest experience.
1: Tell us a little bit about the Sideways Tasting Menu that you have. So people that are here, kind of maybe doing the Sideways Map, or it's the big 10th anniversary. People that might be coming around. Tell us a little bit about that.
5: Well, the uh, the Sideways Tasting Menu uh, started with menu items that were specifically or closely resembling the items that were consumed in the movie. The Sideways uh, Dinner is a very reasonably priced three course dinner with a glass of wine, and it kind of encourages people to um, explore. You know what the characters enjoyed in the movie and uh, just kind of have fun with their visit as opposed to um, you know going in one direction maybe you know they get to try all three items that are on the menu and a new wine instead of you know what they may have been originally looking for so it seems like to be a big crowd pleaser and we've had it on the menu for a long time and still just as popular today as it was when we first put it on.
0: Now the name of this place is Los Alivos Wine Merchant and Cafe. Let's get to the wine merchant part. People can actually come here, try wines, buy wines, and of course have them paired with great food. But talk to us a little bit about the experience of coming here to buy wines, and also about got your own special brand of house wines.
5: We do actually have a excellent wine selection, as you uh, might notice. You know, instead of Los Olivos Cafe, we, uh, our full titles Los Olivos Wine Merchant and Cafe. And that is because we have over 500 different labels of wine to offer, um, usually a little bit greater number than that. But at minimum, we like to carry about 500 labels or more in-house, constantly rotating. And, and we have uh, different wines that we bring on and off the menu each week. And uh, we, we like to focus on local wines because there's so many great winemakers and different offerings that are from within the San Inez Valley, or at least in between Santa Barbara and Monterey. The uh, owner of the cafe, Sam Marmsteen, him and his family do produce a uh, organic wine, uh, as well as a couple other uh, wines under the label of Bernat. And uh, these are award-winning wines uh, produced from a three-and-a-half-acre vineyard right down the street from the cafe in Los Olivos. I have to say that you know we uh, we have them uh, on hand and and they're probably our most popular wine. You uh, know we have uh, lots of others to offer. To touch on the retail side, you know we like to have people explore uh, different wines and new options and try different things. and our wine merchant gives them the opportunity to do that by offering wines that they find you know around this area at a, a great discount. The pricing that we have is probably the most competitive you're going to find, and we've actually earned recognition because of that. We've earned, uh, I think we're coming up on almost a full decade of uh, Wine Spectator Awards. Now we're getting two glasses with an emphasis on affordability, which um, last year uh, we were one of only two retailers uh, to have that sort of recognition in California. So very proud to be able to say that we not only have this selection, but we try and make it as approachable to your average person walking in as it is to someone who's been drinking wine their entire life.
0: This Santa Ynez Valley is sort of composed of several different towns, Los Olivos being one of those, and what's really fun here is you go a few miles and you come to a different town with a totally different feel, and tell us a little bit about the vibe of Los Olivos. How would you describe it to an outsider?
5: Los Olivos is a uh, surprisingly comfortable and country town. I mean, it was founded by, uh, you know, all of producers and uh, rapidly turned into a town offering a lot of uh, local uh, artists, uh, you know, work and uh, there were lots of galleries and then uh, as As time went on, uh, some of these uh, buildings were, you know, going, transitioning from art galleries to local wine tasting rooms. And and, uh, it's kind of evolved to, you know, what you see today, which is a really fun, casual environment where you can go wear relaxing, you know, comfortable clothes. Enjoy some of the best wines you've ever had and uh, stop in and have some of the best local foods that uh, we have to offer. So, you know, it's something where you get to be comfortable and enjoy some of the best Products that you can possibly get.
1: We'll have information on the cafe on our hot sheet for today's show that you can find at travelbrigade.com. You can also check us out on Twitter at travelbrigade. We will be right back with more on the show on Sideways. Hey, did you take my phone? Yes, because you're now through your second tasting. You will not be drunk dialing. We'll be
2: right back. You're listening to Travel Brigade with Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. You can follow them on Twitter, like them on Facebook, and check out their website at TravelBrigade.com.
1: Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry. here with my co-host, Jeff Griffin. We are here at the Solvang Restaurant, already at the smells, the tastes, sitting in the booth where they film sideways.
0: Yeah, this is the very booth where Jack tells Miles to not be such a downer Yeah, I was afraid that's why you were bringing me here.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, Jeff, stop being a downer, eat some good food, enjoy the time here.
0: Enjoy the trip. Yeah, this is a wonderful place, we're going to be talking about some of the great food. We've got Jeff Paskey here, been the owner here since 1982, knows his way around Solvang. Jeff, tell us about anything that stood out about when they filmed here, anything that uh, you remember?
6: Well, I remember the day when this gentleman walked in and he sort of wasn't your businessman and probably someone that you'd be very skeptical about talking to. He said, we are interested in using your restaurant to make a movie. And because of the approach and everything and I was so cautious, but luckily I pursued it. Soon he had the. Uh, script and papers and contracts and everything going on and so they rented the restaurant for one day to film a 45 second segment in the movie sideways scene five
1: tell us a little bit about that day i mean any things that stand out when they were doing the filming anything funny that you kind of remember during that day of filming jeff's actually trying to eat his able
0: skiver. We don't want to interrupt you during during the interview or anything, we'll be Jack. talking about that in a moment, but yeah
1: tell us about <laughs> As that he's day shoving and, it in his mouth
6: <laughs> and also kind of what effect the movie had on this area after it came out. Well, on the day of the filming, it was in October. The weather in Solva is beautiful in October. We sort of call it like an Indian summer where The days are really warm and the nights are crisp and cool. So when they had to film the movie, they had to turn the air conditioner off. They had these big lights that were throwing off heat. I had to turn anything off that made a simple noise. So every time they had a shoot, it probably swelled up into the upper 90s in here because even their conditioner had to be turned off. You know, in between everything, we got the place cooled down again. And then uh, they had a cast of people, like extras, to come in to be in the restaurant. So he comes up to me and the person that uh, was you know managing props and everything and he said can we have someone cook food for all the people that are in your restaurant and I says well you know we're closed and uh, it wasn't in the contract that you wanted because you were having all your extras so I had to call my cook and he came in and it was like they weren't really prepared for it. You know, it's hard to figure that this movie, you know, was up for Academy Awards, and yet they kind of fumbled and like they were learning as they were going. So the day was, you know, they were here for about eight hours. And most of what they filmed ended up on the cutting room floor. I remember a friend of mine was the waitress that was waiting on them, and she had a speaking part. So we went to the premiere the next year, and she was all excited to see herself on the screen. And unfortunately, she ended up on the cutting room floor.
1: Did that disqualify her from getting her SAG card? <laughs> well yeah, I think what happened is they came here, saw the menu, saw the Able Skeever, and I would have opened the restaurant as well. We've already had a couple of bites. It's really good and amazing.
0: Yeah, don't worry, I saved you a little bit. We've been Thank uh, you. I
1: appreciate that. Eating,
0: eating Able Skeever. One of the highlights of the menu here is Arnie's famous Able Skeever. Tell people what Able Skeever is and why they should try it.
1: As well as maybe some other traditional dishes that you have on the menu.
6: Well the Able Skeever is our signature dish. I have a pan that makes 50 of them at a time. And since you can't really see what it is, it's a round pancake ball. The pan is made with half circles. So we pour the batter in. It's a little bit cakier than a pancake. And we fill up the pan and we do four turns to make them round. So, as a cook, we pull it up and then we do quarter towns. You can go to our webpage, uh, solvainrestaurant.com, and see a video of how they're made. It's a traditional dish served in Denmark only at Christmas time, but in Salvain we celebrate the holidays almost every day. We have lines, I have a takeout window, and on weekends there'll be a line to get them, and we serve them in the restaurant. Also with raspberry jam and powdered sugar that goes on top of them, so it's a very popular dish and dessert. Uh, Some other dishes I have on my menu is the Danish meatballs for Cadella, which is ground beef and ground pork meatballs, topped with brown gravy, and we serve it with red cabbage and homemade uh, mashed potatoes and vegetable. We also have the Danish open face plate, which is served on pumpernickel, which is a very thin rye, and then it comes with the Danish cheese and uh, meatballs, roast beef, and our Black Forest ham, and then it has condiments on top, of it, like pink carrot salad for the ham, the red cabbage on the meatball. And it's uh, very traditional because when I go to Denmark, that's basically, you know, they're not into eggs and things for breakfast or into cheese, meat and bread. So I sort of carry on traditional dishes on my menu, plus we have the herring and the Danish sausage, which is a mild pork sausage. And uh, so you can have either American food or you can visit Solvang and do the Danish experience and have Danish fare and Abel for dessert.
1: Tell us a little bit about how the movie has change the restaurant, change the city, the location, and maybe be more well-known. Tell us about how that, now that it's been 10 years, we're celebrating the 10th anniversary of Sideways. And again, we can have that information on our website for today's show at travelbrigade.com. You will have a link here to the restaurant, as well as to the local visitors bureau and the maps for, you know, being able to do your own Sideways tour. But tell us a little bit about how it maybe has changed the area since the movie.
6: Well, I feel that California's economy is always changing. In the old days, we had a lot of gift shops, then with recessions and everything, people started changing how they buy things. So I've, I feel solving was sort of ready for a change. You know, business was, you know, sort of flat, but, you know, solving's always a beautiful place to come to. So as soon as the movie happened, it sort of reinvented solving. And uh, the Pinot Noir grape became very popular in the movie, which this area is great for growing the Pinot grapes. So ever since the movie, wineries have been, you know, doing really well. And now they've taken over some of the shops in Solvang for wine tasting. So people can come to Solvang. They can enjoy the Danish food, the pastries, the Danish chocolates and also do wine tasting and we have plenty of hotels in town so and solving is a very safe area so people feel very comfortable coming up here and spending the day and hopefully the night because the nights around here are absolutely beautiful with the Tivoli white lights and it's just an incredible town that you know you don't find in other parts of California I go to the movies a lot and yet I don't really visit places because of a movie but I have found That there is such a cult following of this movie that the first year I would have people coming in and bothering whoever's sitting at this table so they could take a picture. And even after 10 years, I constantly still get tourists that say, can I sit where Jack and Miles sat? You know, so... Sideways lives on and with it being the tenth year and we're doing a lot of uh, events in solving for sideways wine tastings they're going to uh, have another movie release like a premiere like they did ten years ago so there's a lot to do and we have maps so people can come up and get a map at the visitor center and they can go to the different restaurants wineries that were in the movie so it's almost like a scavenger. Hunt. And uh, people have fun. And then they keep coming back.
1: We actually had to kick people out of this booth this morning. Yeah. We were like, hey,
6: <laughs>
1: we have these reserved. But, uh, yeah, it's it's already kind of booming in here. There's the breakfast.
0: Yes. we, we Sorry, we, we got to go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I think one thing that's fun about the movie is it's not a war movie. It's not a horror movie. It's not. It's a fun movie about two guys who go wine tasting in a beautiful part of California. Well, and enjoying food and wine, yeah. Why wouldn't you want to go do that?
1: Exactly. We'll have more information about the Sideways Map, about the Solving Restaurant on our website, TravelBrigade.com. And make sure you also follow us at Travel Brigade.
0: I'm going to figure out which wine to pair with my Abel Skeever. We will be right back.
1: Uh, Thanks for saving me just a little bit of that Abel Skeever left. I appreciate it. (laughs) We'll be right back.
2: always agree, but they always seem to have their reasons. Next up, Travel Brigade's countdown of their favorites from this week's show on He Said, She Said.
1: Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host Jeff Griffin. We are here celebrating the 10th anniversary of the movie Sideways, following the Sideways Trail here in Santa Ynez, going to the wineries, the hotels, the restaurants, all included in the movie, having such a great time. It's that time, Jeff. Had so much information on today's show. Again, all that information can be found on our hot sheet for today's show at travelbrigade.com.
0: Yeah, we're here at the King Frederick Inn in Solvang. And, you know, one of the themes towards the end of the movie is Miles and Jack come up here from Southern California where they live and do all these crazy things and have a great week, a very eventful week. Yes. And then they sort of remind gotta,
1: me never to let you go with your <laughs> friend like
0: that. And then they have to go back kind of to reality, to their everyday lives.
1: Kind of like we have to do pretty well, soon. I
0: was just going to say, unfortunately, the time has come for us to. A bit
1: of dude, sideways. Yeah,
0: to go straight instead of sideways or. (laughs) Anyway, it's time for He Said, She Said, where we pick the three favorite things that we found here. As always, she says goes first.
1: I'm going to go with things that we really haven't covered very much in the show. You know, there's this sideways location list, which was really fun. We literally downloaded the list, put the map out, and just started checking things off the list, going to different places, to wineries, to the hotels, to the restaurants, just having a really, really great time. But there's all these other things that you can do while you're here that were also included in the movie. We've done some of these. Ostrich Land is a funny little place. It's like this ostrich farm that's right between Buellton and here, just a couple miles out of town. There's some golf courses. There's a beach, a state beach not too far from here. There's also a local farmer's market. Uh, one of the other things that we did is went to an outdoor theater, which I thought was pretty amazing. It's right here in downtown Solvang. We saw Forever Plaid. It was part of their summer series, but it, you're literally outdoors in a summer theater looking up and seeing the beautiful stars. So there's so much to do while you're here. Sideways, was our focus, but there's all these great little things to do while you're here as well. I know that's a lot to get in for a number three, but that is sort of all the other things that we did, maybe besides the actual focus on the movie.
0: My number three was the location of this place. First of all, it's just about a two-hour drive out of Southern California, out of the LA area. And then once you get up here, it's really easy to get around. And once you get a map, the wineries are easy to find. They're not too, you don't have to drive a long ways. And uh, you can even find wineries, you know, in town. And, and things like that so a, a very easy place to access.
1: My number two is Los Olivos Cafe. I had... Have- such an amazing meal there and of course it's one of the pivotal points in the movie which is hysterical when Miles drunk dials his ex-wife quite funny there scene what's interesting too in the scene where they've got all these pictures of the wonderful beautiful food it's just like that but better because you're actually eating it it we had a what about a two and a half three hour dinner there it was amazing the food was just excellent and you know it's just amazing how the whole restaurant has just boomed since this movie and there's a good reason it's not just the fanfare of the movie but it's just an amazing amazing place to eat, locally sourced things, a seasonal
0: menu, just really, really great. And they won't make fun of you if you order Merlot. They actually have it there. My number two was the different feel of the three different towns we experienced here. Buellton has its own feel, just right off the freeway. You just come three miles down the road, you're in Solvang, which is this perfect little Danish town set in Southern California. A few miles up the road and you're up in Los Olivos, which has kind of this artist feel about it. You can sort of be in three different places very easily within just a few minutes of each other. I thought that was really fun.
1: My number one, Miles loves his Pinots and so do I, the Hitching Post Highliner Pinot 2011, excellent wine, loved it, thought it was amazing. The whole time we were there, I was just sipping this wine thinking, this is what God intended beautiful wine. It was absolutely amazing. But this whole time here has just been a really surreal, fun going through the movie, but also just really just that whole enjoying yourself, food and wine, relaxation, beautiful scenery, just a great time.
0: I was going to say, mine's kind of in a similar vein, just the fun of comparing the movie and then being at the same place in real life. We got a copy of the movie. We watched about an hour of it the night before we got here and then watched the second hour of it the night we were here. And it was just really fun to, you know, see them doing something in a movie at a certain place and then you go there the next day and you're in the same place just thinking of you know how funny it was when you watched it and now you're there and everything like that it's just a fun little twist on a vacation or on a travel destination
1: Unfortunately, we have come to our last bottle of wine and it is time for us to go. We really encourage you all to come out and try this. It is the anniversary of Sideways. There's celebrations all year long. So much information. You can find that on our website at TravelBrigade.com. On our hot sheet for today's show, there'll be links that you can find, again, for the restaurants, the wineries, and really just come out here and have an amazing time. You can download the map. It's a great couple of days to come out here, solving so full of fun in and of itself. And again, we actually have a show we did before on solving if you want to check that out travelbrigade.com as well and make sure that you follow us at travel
0: brigade we will be back next week with another great destination in the meantime please remember that there are two stages in life you're either on a trip or you're planning your next trip whichever stage you're in make sure you join us next week
1: see you next week and enjoy the trip
6: you have been listening to kathleen curry and jeff griffin on travel brigade Connect with them on Facebook, Twitter and at TravelBrigade.com.